Welcome to this week's edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Hope Go. You're listening to Brahms Trio Number no. Three in C Minor, performed by the Heathcliff Trio, of which Taiwan violinist Ashley Tong is a member. This performance helped secure first place in the Ninth International Johann Brahms Chamber Music Competition held in Gdansk, Poland, last month. The Taiwan-born Tong joins us this week to talk about her development as a musician. So I, I was born in Taiwan, and then I kind I stayed until I was about 15 years old, and that's when I left um, to go study in um, London. My family is quite musical. My mom's a pianist, and my older brother is um, is also a violinist. So I kind of just grew up in this environment where I never thought that I could live without music. And growing up, it was always more of a lifestyle. It's like one of my just one of the things that I do in my day. Like I read and. You know, I spend time with my family, and then like I play my musical instrument. And actually, I started on the the piano with my mother, and then because my brother was playing the violin, and we were very close growing up, and I just always wanted to to have more in common with him. So I I actually um, asked my parents to let me um, play violin as well. So it was just always um, something that I did for fun. But I was very lucky to have really supportive teachers around me. And that always pushed me to really achieve things that I otherwise wouldn't be able to. So I kind of like did the very traditional route of you know going to the music schools and attending you know master classes and doing all those things that most people are doing as well. You played with the Taipei Symphony when you were just eight years old. What did that feel like? Do you remember it at all? Yeah, actually, it was.、Um, of course, that was like one of the biggest things I did at the beginning. So I just started playing the violin at seven, and there was this youth competition for for like young violinists like me, and there were different categories. So、um, it was originally because my brother was、um, also participating in a different category, and I think my dad just thought like, well, we might as well just put Ashley in as well. I mean, she's only been playing for a year, but you never know. And so I was also very lucky to、um, to win that competition, which means that you get to play with.、Um, The Taipei Symphony Orchestra in like the the main concert hall in Taipei, and I mean for me it was just it was like an amazing ex- experience, especially having having only played for a year. But yeah, it was it was it was really like ob- obviously for a child it's extremely exciting to play in front of such an amazing orchestra and in front of so many people. Did you have any musicians that you looked up to when you were a child? I really look up to my brother a lot, like in many ways, and and ha- him having him play the same instrument, it just meant that like everything he just played, like that's like kind of my goal. Like I wanted to learn all the pieces that he's played, and I think I also really look up to my my first violin teacher. He's probably very well known in Taiwan these days. Also, it was also a very personal thing. It was not just the playing, but you know the philosophy of being a musician and your life around it. So, it was. I would say it was my teacher and my brother for me growing up when I was in Taiwan. How much did you <laughs> grow up as far as your life was concerned, and how did you feel about that? For me, music was always、um, just a lifestyle. Like I really didn't see it as kind of my ambition for for a very long time. It's probably in, only in the last ten years really that I started to really felt that it was really my passion, and that's the one thing that I want to you know, like. Do with my life, so I think 
my parents were always quite open-minded in the sense that they really allowed me to just explore whatever it is that I wanted to do with my life. And I just so happened to have many different interests. So actually, I, I would say um, as a child, like my life was quite uh, well balanced and we had time to travel, you know, see the world. And, and of course, like um, not saying that I didn't do any any work at all. It wasn't so like um, militant. So actually, it was probably not until I, I went to study at the Menuhin School, which is a very, very focused on music. That's probably when I started to put more of my hours in the day in practicing and with music. You said you left at 15. Was there just an end to the amount you could learn here? For me, like playing the violin, like my main priority was always, you know, like the teacher, like your main teacher that you're studying with. And I was always very happy with, with my teacher in Taiwan. Like I never felt like he wasn't giving me enough. But maybe then when I was about uh, 12, 11, 12, that's when my brother left Taiwan. He, so he left for London first. And just kind of seeing what, what he is um, surrounded with and like it made me more um, aware of maybe what I'm lacking like in my in my musical life in Taiwan and so it was just like my my teacher was just like well why don't you just try an audition and and see how that might suit you like you don't like even if you get in you don't necessarily have to go so um, for this school like the Yehudi Menuhin school part of the audition process is that you have to go and um, live there for a week so they can really observe like how you fit in in that situation like on top of your your actual audition and just being there I just really felt like I really belonged in this little um, community where that people were just really like-minded and I just really was very um, attracted to this whole atmosphere so that's why, like, I decided to, you know, just go for it and see what happens. What did leaving feel like to you? I mean, Taipei is very different from London, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, the main thing is, like, you know, all the people that that were close to me, like my teacher and just my massive support system back home. Like, that was difficult, of course, because then suddenly, like, you're in a new place and you're the new person. You kind of have to establish that um, all over again and, you know, just not having that safety net and also the comfort zone of how things work. But I, I also think, well, 15, it was still an, an age where, like, you're growing and changing a lot. So I think the, the excitement really outweighs all of the, maybe the more negative feelings that I had at the time. And you're just, like, you're sort of forced to just get on with your life and because you know that that's just like time doesn't stop for you where would you consider as home at this stage well actually um it's interesting because this is actually a question that i get asked a lot and i often don't really know how to how to to answer because well i was born in taiwan but i also spend um, a lot of those times like in austria and and after moving to london I also lived in Vienna after I finished my studies in London for five years. And now I'm here in Copenhagen. And I always just feel like, you know, home is wherever, like, my life is in the moment. 
So I don't, I, I'm not sure I can really say like where my home is. Actually, like if if I could go into it more, like I would probably say like, you know, like politically speaking, I probably feel like the most Taiwanese because that's like something that I've been like following um, since I was very young. And that's something that I've, I have a very strong opinion about. And probably culturally because of the music, then I would probably feel a little bit more um, European since that's where most of my um, inspiration comes from. And like um, as my speaking language, like I have always felt the most comfortable um, in English. And that's because I went to an um, English kindergarten and like I've always read like primarily in English. So that's always the language that I feel um, the most comfortable with. So kind of like there's there's parts of, you know, everything like my life has just given me these little different um, um, aspects of my identity, I think. If you <laughs> had a chance to return mm-hmm. and take residence here, mm-hmm. would you be willing to do that? And what would you do? to well, sort of leave your mark mm-hmm. on, on classical music in Taiwan? Well, I'm definitely like, you know, I, I even though I left a very long time ago, but I'm always following, you know, like to see if like what Taiwanese musicians are doing in Taiwan or, you know, outside of Taiwan. And it's really nice to see that, you know, it's, they're just getting more and more of them. And, you know, places I go and when people ask me where I'm from, and they often, when I say I'm from Taiwan, they often come up with like other Taiwanese musicians that they've heard of. So I, I definitely think it's it's really a very promising place. And I'm I'm I've always been very interested in in teaching. So you know, if I ever really go back there, like aside from performing, like I I think um, I would very much like to to be able to teach as well. That was Ashley Tong of Heathcliff Trio. And that does it for this week's edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Hope Go. We leave you now with excerpts of Heathcliff Trio's award-winning performance. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you again next time.